Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The topic of our podcast today is serial killer Joseph Paul Franklin. Three names, Brandy. Oh, it's never good. Yeah, I know. Never good. I have three names, though. Don't you? You have birth three names. I, I do have three names, but nobody calls me by my three names. Well, you have to be a serial killer before you start doing it. Do you? Yeah. Is that the prerequisite? Because yeah. yes. I thought it went the name first. No, no. And then no, you, it kind of turned they, you into they, a serial They call killer. you by three names once you become ah, infamous. Okay. You're kind of infamous, though. Yeah. Anyway. I have actually four names. Oh, my God. I know, right? You are really scary. Well, anyway, we're going to talk about serial killer Joseph Paul Franklin. The title of the podcast is Hate Crime, Serial Killer Joseph Paul Franklin, who was a nice way to put Miss Brandy, a racist piece of shit. Excellent. Yes. And I almost didn't do this story because I'm not really big on racist. I do. I. <laughs> they're like, they're down there with child killers to me. Maybe a step up, but not much. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to talk about this dude. But before we do, let me remind you that we are a history slash true crime comedy podcast. We use adult humor, so if you are easily offended, this is probably not the podcast for you. We suggest you check out one of the thousands of wonderful podcasts out there, uh, including They Walk Among Us and Insight. Um, that somehow Brandy seems to be able to tell a story without cursing. I don't. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't either. But let me first, uh, before we get started, let me introduce the uh, my co-host for the podcast today, the very lovely and talented, known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent. Yes, Queen Brandy, Her Majesty Queen, Queen Brandy the First. How are you today, Brandy? Long live the Queen. I. It's about time I got a proper introduction. That's all I'm saying. Yes, you, you like your new title. I do like my new title. Okay. It's, it's way it, better than penis loving and all that <laughs> other shit. You should not be ashamed to be penis loving. I well, I'm not, okay. but there's a whole that's a whole group of people out there that loves penises. Uh, I and I recognize that. Yeah, and you I'm, you, I'm you should fa- not. I'm a fan of the penis. Okay, I just, you know, I'm, I don't just saying, think, I'm just saying you should not talk bad about like penis on, lovers because just, they are good people. But I think on my tombstone there needs to be something besides penis loving. Pill popping? Whatever. I mean, there's a lot more that going on there. I have depth. I have layers. I'm like an onion. You know what is the 
odd is that you've been able to talk uninterrupted for the last uh, 12 seconds. I, I have, which is amazing, but that's only because uh, Chuck is not joining us today, as most of you, the Colonel, as many of you may have known. Uh, his sister passed away, and uh, the, his nieces are all on our page, too, so their mother passed away, and and uh, they're going to be out for a little bit, so we decided we were going to get something out, but we will be doing it without Chuck. So we want to extend our condolences to Chuck and, and his family. Um, and there's a, uh, uh, evidently his sister was not a wealthy woman, and she didn't leave much for her kids to bury her or do anything with. So there is a GoFundMe page uh, where if you can donate um, to help them with funeral expenses for her, um, we can give you that. Uh, yeah. I think we can give you that here in just a second. Tim's looking it up. But if you can help with funeral expenses for her, I'm sure it would be much, much appreciated because uh, I take it it was pretty sudden. She wasn't sick or anything, right? Uh, no, I think it was unexpected. And she wasn't that. I think she was older than Chuck, but, you know, and Chuck, of course, is pretty old, but she wasn't that. Chuck I think she's so old. But I think she was relatively young. And it's, 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 it's you know, it's, I know it's very difficult for the family. And we are. Oh, absolutely. Very sorry, but the um, let me get that. You can ramble a minute. I'll get the GoFundMe information. I'm not Chuck. I just can't ramble on command. That seems well, why don't not you? Right. Won't you do this? Okay. Why don't you um, give a shout out to our Patreon supporters, and I will get the information on GoFundMe. Okay, excellent. So I do want to shout out to our Patreon supporters. I'm not going to get you all because I have an old list. Because surprise, surprise, Chuck is in charge of of the list and getting these things. So if I leave you off, I do apologize. We appreciate. All of the donations yes, that come Yes, we love in. all of you, except sometimes we screw up. Well, yes. Chuck usually screws up, but... Je yeah, yeah, it's usually Chuck. So, uh, like I said, if we leave anybody off, and I know that we will, um, I apologize, and we'll get you next time. So, we want to give a thank you to Alicia and Chip, Daniel Bassett, Jen Moyer, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Maggie Glover, Sarah Bloom, Amber Krupp, Joe Hopkins with the Now American History Podcast, Rebecca Osing Oshinger, uh, Karen Alden, Cheryl Pierce, TJ Young, Catherine Cockgarage Richardson, Fiona Crisp, Karen Garrett, Mike Brown with the Pleasing Terrors Podcast, Lorna Violet, Nene, uh, Andrea O'Dell, and I'm reading Tim's handwriting, so that may have something to do hey. with me jacking up. Well, you have horrible handwriting. Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Donna Curran, Maja, Aaron, Kimberly Cambron, Elise. Um, who just had the baby? It's going away from me. Was it Elise? Elise just had Elise. a beautiful boy, baby boy. He's, He's gorgeous. gorgeous. Oh my God! I Congra love him. Congratulations, Elise. Yes, I love him. We love you, and we love him. Yes. Uh, Diane Student with the History Goes Bump podcast, Amber Trevino, Annette Petre, Lise. Leslie Hagar, Amber Scoville, Jahara, Jeff and Don Chestnut, Andrew Happ, Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Holly Woodward, Shirley Strapp, Todd Long, Lydia and her sister Ruth Ann, Jennifer Wozniak, Tyrone, Phyllis Munson, Sarah Morgan, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Martin, Mandy Swanson, Cindy Lou, Heather Poole, Charlie and Allie from the Insight Podcast, Bridget Bernhardt, uh, the cast and crew of They Walk Among Us. Yes, Rosanna uh, Fenton and Benjamin Fenton, who has his new History Dweeb shirt. 
I just want to say. It's very stylish. It, it is very stylish. They have been so supportive of our podcast. If you check out any podcast this week, if you haven't checked out They Walk Among Us, which you probably have because they're award-winning. They're like the best podcast, tri- true crime podcast in Great Britain. But they have been so supportive of us in a million different ways. So if you haven't checked out They Walk Among Us yet, please do. They're super people, and of course, you know, Chuck has hots for Ben's voice. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Well, you know, I try not to judge. I I will judge him. I know you judge a lot. Stacy, Chris Hauer, Cheryl Weldon, and Chris Hauer, by the way, has uh, Jeffrey the Wonder Cat. Ah, oh, Jeffrey the Wonder Cat. Yes. And Rudy the Wonder Beagle. The Wonder Dog. And we yes. had. A, did you get our new our last two? And yes. Our I, yeah. Andrea I, O'Dell. Yeah. Okay, cool. And yeah. Lauren Avila. Avila. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, if we left you off, we're sorry because we're going on a, our older list. So if we left you off, we beg your pardon. We're a bit of a clusterfuck today. Yes, we're just trying to get something out. That GoFundMe page uh, that we were speaking of earlier, it's posted on our uh, Facebook group page. It's uh, History Dweeves, the podcast. If you're not a member, why not? You should have joined us by now. The wonderful people there. They're very sweet. We met a lot of them this past weekend. We did. It was a good time. Yes. We were at CrimeCon and got to meet a lot of podcasters. Uh, but most importantly, got to meet a lot, a lot of our listeners. And we mm-hmm. had a wonderful time. If you haven't checked out our live podcast where we interview uh, many of our listeners who were there, please do so. We had a great time. And just everyone was lovely and nice. And, um, and we're hoping everybody can come out to... DweebCon. Yes, we are going to have a meetup in Cincinnati uh, the second weekend of October. We'll get some more details on that as we get closer. But uh, we would love to have you come to Cincinnati for a meetup, and uh, a lot of people are going to be there. I'm going to give you this uh, GoFundMe page for um, Chuck's sister. Uh, It's GoFundMe, and I don't know if you need to search or you need to type, but anyway, it's Honoring Annie Walters. That's Annie, A-N-N-I-E, Walters, W-A-L-T-E-R-S, since I, you know, usually screw up pronunciations, is honoring Annie Walters. And I'm just looking through here, Brandy, and um, it lists the people who've contributed. Mm-hmm. There is so many people from our page. Good. have been very, very generous. So thank you all so much. I know Chuck and, and uh, Dominique, Dominique, the girls, w- yeah. Yeah, we'll really appreciate it. And... Uh, I cannot tell you how much uh, we appreciate it. So, um, you know, we always say that we're a family, and you guys have proven once again that uh, uh, you've got a big, you have a big heart. So thank you very much. And um, now we're going to talk about someone who doesn't have such a big heart. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a downer, but that's okay. Yeah. But anyway, thank you, everyone. And again, that's uh, GoFundMe honoring Annie Walters. Um, if you could uh, find it in your heart to contribute to that, we would very much appreciate it. Okay, so the topic of our podcast today is hate crimes. Um, serial killer Joseph Paul Franklin. I remember this dude, Brandy. You remember him? He uh, was. Uh, I do not. He was active in this uh, neck of the woods, Cincinnati. Yeah, what year? Uh, the seventies and eighties. Yeah, so I was little. You were young. You were a bit so young. Then. I didn't. Yeah, no, I'm not as old as you. I know. I keep as, forgetting. Is a parent. I, I, apparently, no one is. Chuck is. Well, no, he he tells me he tells me that I'm older than him. All well, the you time. might be, but not by much. Yeah, but uh, he thinks still, he thinks the Gong shows in the history books. I th- I know. Well, that that has to do nothing to do with age. It has more to do with 
senility, intellect, I think. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, anyway, let's talk about Joseph Paul Franklin. Uh, he was a, an American serial killer responsible for multiple murders, as most serial killers are. Brandon. Well, they, that, I think that's a prerequisite. Yeah, it's kind of the definition of a serial sure killer. Sure is. You have to kill people in order. It seems like it, you would have to kill people in order or order to be a serial killer because you take them one at a time. In, in order? Like yeah. what kind of order? I don't know. It, like alphabetical be, order? Well, I, I don't know how OCD you want to be <laughs> on that. I would do it in alphabetical order. Well, of course you would. <laughs> and size and weight. and Sure, sure. Yeah. You, you would have criteria. Okay, so Franklin, uh, Joseph Paul Franklin, was convicted of several mur- murders and given six life sentences, Brandy. Oh, bummer. As well as the death sentence. Well, uh, that is stupid. Well, uh, no, I think it was warranted after you find out no, all no, these No, 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 but how many? Deeds. But I mean, six life sentences and the death penalty? Yeah. Come on now. They can't, they kind of cancel each other out. That's ridiculous. Well, yeah. Well, once you serve one death sentence, then you've served all your life sentences. I, th- I kind of feel that way. Why yeah. don't you just, yeah, yeah. Th- just give me one death sentence and be done with the rest. Seems like that's a lot of paperwork. So, uh, okay, yeah, it is a lot of paperwork. So, uh, anyway, let's talk about him. It is uh, believed, Brandy, mm-hmm. that Franklin was responsible, uh, despite getting six life sentences and one death sentence, it was believed that Franklin was responsible for more than 20 murders overall in the 1970s and 1980s. This guy was a drifter, Brandy, and I don't mean he wasn't a part of the music group. He drifted around the country. Oh, like a hobo. Like a gandy dancer. Like much like a gandy dancer. Yeah, except he didn't work. What about a hobo? He might when I think I don't think Is he, he hobo esque? I don't think he was I don't think he rode the rails, but maybe. He was a drifter, Is Brandy. Is that a prerequisite? Yeah, being I think a hobo, to be a hobo. You have to ride the rails? Yeah, because what else would you do? Isn't a hobo by definition someone who rides the rails? I don't know. I, uh, how the fuck would I know that? Well, you got a phone. You got a smartphone, figure it out. I do, but I'm looking at the You're like a smart else. person. I I am, but I don't care about that. As Franklin was, uh, as he was a drifter, Brandy, the killings took place in a number of different states, including, you ready? You hit me. Wisconsin, uh, home of Bridget Clavey. Missouri, I'm sure someone is from Missouri on our page. Tennessee, home of Jen Wicks. Isn't Charlie from Missouri? I think she's from Kansas. No, you might be right. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe she is from Missouri. I always get, I always get Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri confused. But I think you're right. I think she is from Kansas City, Missouri. Tennessee from uh, Jim Wicks. Uh, he committed murder in Georgia, which is, of course, where Dave is from. Mm-hmm. Virginia. I don't, uh, we, uh, I don't know if we have any from, from Virginia or not. Indiana, which is – Jeff is from there, right? Uh, I think so. Ohio, which Jeff of course – Yeah, Jeff Appel's on. Uh, Ohio. Of course, Nick is from Ohio. We have we got a lot of – Rachel's from Ohio. We have a lot of Ohio listeners. Pennsylvania. TJ is from Pennsylvania. West Virginia, where is Amber Krupp is from? Utah and Oklahoma. I don't know if we have. Li- I'm sure we have listeners there, but I don't know who they are. And if I, because I, you know, I should have probably looked this stuff up before I opened my big mouth. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Franklin confessed to the attempted murder of two prominent men. Brandy, okay. Civil rights activist uh, Vernon Jordan Jr. Oh, really? Yes, and. You'll know this guy. I know you've probably done a lot of work with this man. Magazine publisher Larry Flint. Hi. Have you, you ever know, done you any pose, work with Larry? You posed one time. <laughs> Larry Flint, of course, is the publisher of Hustler magazine. He's infamous here in Cincinnati because 
if you've seen the movie The People versus Larry Flint, most of it took place here in Ohio. Most of it took place for Larry Flint and trying to sell uh, Hustler magazines in Cincinnati and the local uh, prosecutor at the time, Cy Lease, uh, who was, I believe, played by um, – oh, I forget who he was played by. But anyway, it was a good movie. Uh, what's the girl from Hull? She was in it. Courtney Love. Courtney Love was in it. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Larry Flint was, is still a publisher of uh, Hustler magazine. He owns Hustler uh, adult uh, adult stores where they sell like vibrators and. Yeah, he owns the stuff. Hustler store. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty self-evident. Yeah, yeah. They have clubs too. They have a Hustler club in Cleveland, which I'm sure you know our friend Karen or visits often. I'm but sure. anyway. Um, Larry Flint uh, was shot. He didn't die, he was, but he was paralyzed for the rest of his life. And I actually met Larry Flint once, Brandy. Good job. See, I, when Chuck's not here, i got to fill in all the I see. homie stories. Yeah, third asshole guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was actually coming home from lunch. He was in a lawsuit here in Cincinnati. In a, I think was he in his wheelchair? Did he run you yes, over? Yes, yes. Did you the, run into his wheelchair while you were crossing the That's the story. I was coming through... Uh, he was coming from the courthouse uh, down the street, and I was walking uh, through an alley, and he almost ran over me with his wheelchair. By the way, which was, by the way, his wheelchair was gold-plated, so it was fancy. I bet it was fancy. But anyway, he, he excused. You know, he was very polite and said he was sorry, and um, I said, that's okay. And I said, you're Mr. Flint? And he said, yeah, and he reached out his hand, and I shook his hand. That was well. That's big. Yes. You never know where that hand's been, though. You should have been really yeah, careful. Yeah, but, but there's been a lot of green in that hand. Or, or yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of stuff in that hand, probably. But no, he was a he was actually very pleasant, you know. And he, even well, even though you he actually him to be. Well, I don't know. I mean, you just know he could be an ass. But anyway, uh, both uh, Larry Flint and Vernon Jordan survived their injuries. As I said, Flint was left permanently paralyzed from the waist down. Which, you know, if you're Larry Flint, that's kind of key. That is clutch. Franklin uh, was not convicted of either of these cases, but after he was convicted of uh, subsequent murder charges, he confessed to them. So, anyway, he got he got away with these two assaults. Both of them lived, but he got away with it. But anyway, Franklin would later claim uh, that his motivation behind these killings were mostly racial. Uh and uh, so he, the defense uh, claimed that Franklin was a paranoid schizophrenic and was not fit to stand trial. Was he? Uh, yeah, kind of, well, I don't know. The f- he, he had a lot of issues. Being an asshole was the most prominent. It is hotter than Satan's asshole in this fucking room. I am sorry. We can't have a fan on because it messes with the sound. So bear with me. The fan is on. Yeah, but it can't be on high. Ugh. Franklin was on death row for 15 years, Brandy, awaiting the, the point of that? Awaiting execution in the state of Missouri for the 1977 murder of a man named Gerald Jordan. All of his, all of his, we'll get into it, but all of his murders were race related. He had some race, he had some issues with people of. Barry Flint was white. Yeah, but the thing was, Flint had. Uh, you know, and Hustler Mag- in the magazine. Yeah, they had oh. interracial uh, oh. sex in the magazine, and yeah. So anyway, born James Clayton Vaughn Jr. So nothing like 
Joseph Paul Franklin at all. Right. Um, James Clayton Bond Jr. on April 13, 1950. I think that's a better name. Yeah, he should have stuck with that. On April 13, 1950, in Mobile, Alabama, Franklin, I'm just going to call him Franklin because he changes his name later Frank. on. Frank. Well, it's actually Joseph, but let's just call him by his last name. Franklin was the eldest son of an alcoholic drifter, Brandy. Oh, who often aren't we all? <laughs> who often <laughs> abandoned his family for months or years at a stretch. Kind of like you did over the weekend. You abandoned your family to go to the front. I did. I did. I abandoned the hell right out of them. <laughs> I skipped out the damn door. You did not seem to show any remorse. Didn't even look back. Just kept it moving. On March 3rd, 1957, when um, Joseph Paul Franklin was seven years old, he was riding on the handlebars of a friend's bicycle, and his friend slammed on the brakes, Brandy. Yeah. Why is this a significant story? Because, I mean, this has happened to everyone, literally everybody. Well, Franklin was thrown off the bike, and his head landed hard on the concrete. Was he not wearing a helmet? He was not. Because he, that's when kids were kids, and you didn't have to wear a fucking helmet. You yeah. learned how to tuck and roll. Well, his head hit the concrete, and he sustained a severe head injury. Like a concussion? Yeah. Yeah, concussion, there's bleeding, there's stitches, the whole thing. Yeah. Literally every kid has had that happen. Tuck and well, roll. I, I'm just saying. The fucker was too stupid to tuck and roll. I, you know, I'm not saying. I'm not saying he gets what he gets, but he gets you, what he gets. You really should not be riding handlebars. This let's let this be a lesson to our listeners. Because <laughs> they're big handlebar riders at this point. <laughs> there might be some of them. I, no, d- you I never don't know. Think so. You know, you never know. I kind of do. When Radica's riding the handlebars, you know, I can, when no. she has a date. Maybe perhaps he takes that. her out to ice cream. You think he's going to pick her up and put her in the basket well, they, on his bike? <laughs> because never, let me tell you something. If he shows up at Radica's house uh-huh. on a bike, I bet you Radica's not leaving the house maybe to go if it deal was, with him. Maybe if it was like a two-seater? Nope. You don't think so? I, I do not. All right. I won't do that then. But if he shows up with in a pedal bar, that's different. All right. So I know I, you don't I, like. I know you don't like the pedal bar, but Radica that's a ever goes dropper. out with me, I will not show up with a bike. But I bet if you show up with a pedal bar, that's get you in there like swimwear. I I doubt it. I I don't think there's any hope for that. But I'm trying to help you out. I know. I appreciate it. All right, let's get on with the story. This is ridiculous. I'm right. pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure you got more tail than you can handle now. I don't know why you want to add to that mix <laughs> I anyway. I really do. I got in trouble today. Jesus. Go ahead. I, I got in trouble. I know you got in trouble, but let's <laughs> let's go on. I with forgot this story. to text Clara. Mm. You know what, though? That's just what she's gonna have to suck that up and be a big girl. Well, she was she was fine until had you not, wait, I laughed at her English. Right. Well, you shouldn't have done that. But had you not text Clara for days, or just you didn't text Clara this morning? This morning. This okay. Morning. Yeah, that's some bullshit. <laughs> well. Yeah, but that's you know, some bullshit. That, she doesn't take the. She, she's not open to that argument. Is she? Is she one of those like? Um, it's that Latin American thing, you know. It's, well, it's that kind of double-edged sword. Oh, you, it's the name's escaping me. What is the? It's what is the thing with Glenn Close and Michael Douglas? Where the rabbit boiler? Is she a rabbit boiler? No, no. Oh, because no. she sounds like a rabbit boiler. She sounds no, like she's, she's walking she, around going, "I won't be ignored, Tim." <laughs> she's actually very sweet. She's just. Um, extremely she's just fiery and possessive yes and yes, she yes. lives on another continent yeah and you did not text her this morning yes it was my i was, i would have to say big, i it's big my fucking fault. deal well it was okay until she caught when she, you know because it's her, probably she, okay till you laughed at her which is your fucking bad <laughs> she's still learning english yeah well and uh, she, you know so i 
So I called her to calm her down after the texting didn't work. Because, you know, some you can only grovel so much in text. and You can't uh, grovel enough in text. And then she, she was, you know, I was trying to apologize. And then she, when she, for some reason, she's, her English is much better than it used to be. But for some reason, sometimes she calls me her uncle, which is weird. Weird and gross. Well, and it's so cute when she says that I laugh. You're bad. Yeah, it, she did not like the joke. She did not get the joke. She did not see the humor. And then you that. got yelled at in Spanish. Yeah, and then she said a bunch of stuff in Spanish that I didn't understand. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. back to uh, Joseph Paul Franklin Brandy. You keep she's probably talking You're, about Dottie too. You are bad as Chuck. Yeah, oh, she loves Bob. Well, um, she was not too crazy about her son though this morning. None of us are. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he got thrown off the bike, had a head injury. Uh, siblings remember uh, him as, as uh, when the dad would come home, uh, they would frequently, he would frequently beat his children. So his dad would go away for weeks, months at a time. But when he came home, he would beat his kids. And uh, that sucks. Uh, yeah, Joseph Paul Franklin absorbed the worst of the punishments. Why? He just no didn't reason. I, I don't know, no reason. I, I bet can. he was lippy. My oldest one gets lippy. Yeah. Well, he would beat the shit out of him, apparently. Franklin's father uh, would later die, Brandy, in a mental ward in Biloxi, Mississippi, in 1994. That's what I hope to do. You want to die in a mental ward in Biloxi, Mississippi? Hell yeah. High on some, <laughs> high on some kind of Thorazine or some shit. As a youth, Brandy. Yes. Although he was reasonably intelligent, although I kind of question that. Yeah. He did poorly in school and was teased by his fellow students. At 15... Young Franklin started reading Mein Kampf, of course, by your good friend Adolf Hitler. M- what? My good friend? <laughs> no. And he would often quote Hitler in class. Well, I'm sure that made him very popular. Well, this is not when, did not win him favor with his Jewish history teacher. There you go. Who threatened to have him expelled. I can understand that. That just seems, yeah, he's not that smart. That seems stupid. He began to become interested in hate groups at, uh, as a teenager and uh, got involved with evangelical church groups, Brandy. Not saying there's a connection there. I'm just saying that he was into both of those things. Seems odd. At 16, Brandy, he, uh, Franklin was in a terrible auto accident. When did you get in your first car accident? Really bad one? Yeah. Um, when I was 32, 33. Okay. Anyone get hurt? No. Okay. No, fortunately, no. Well, in his accident, he received a severe head injury. Again. And several lacerations, yeah. The accident also left him severe with a severely impaired eyesight, much like myself. Well, he probably would go to the doctor, too. I got to get a, I've got to get a, an appointment with an optometrist. Yeah. He probably went and had his eyes checked, unlike you. Yeah. Well, I got they, they prescribed me glasses like when I was 20, and I just thought it. Yeah, well, th- and that's the right I tried them to take. And it gave me a headache, and that was the last sure. I wore. Sure. Um, and you've been wearing dollar store readers <laughs> ever since. <laughs> the injury led Franklin to drop out of Murphy High School, Brandy, at the end of his junior year. And you can never figure people dropping out their junior year. You're almost I there. I know. I know. But then again, I didn't take the law uh, bar exam, so who am, I to, who am I to judge? Well, you know, you failed. I did not fail. I did not take it. Same thing. No, it's not. The, it absolutely is. <laughs> it is not. The injury was enough to exempt Franklin from military conscription, the draft, Brandy. 
at an age when many young men were sweating out the draft lottery. I remember they, they had these. You ever seen a draft lottery? You're probably too young. No, I was too young. But uh, they would pull these numbers, just like a, a real lottery. They'd pull right. these balls out of this thing. They, the guy would be blindfolded, like Secretary of Defense or something. And, uh, man, you know. It sounds like the Hunger Games. It, a little bit. My brother got a real low number, which meant he was sure to be drafted. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went for his physical. And between the time he took his physical and when he was supposed to report, the they ended the draft. Nice. So he, yeah, he just got out. But Franklin, uh, so Franklin, in, in this sense, he lucked out because he had uh, that this uh, eye injury um, because of this automobile accident. So he did not have to worry about going to Vietnam. Yeah. It's this whole other country. Nam. Remember Forrest Gump? Yeah, I do remember Forrest <laughs> Gump. It's an enemy to Vietnam. And Bubba. It's this whole other country. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I really don't hear your Forrest Gump impression enough. In February 1968, when Franklin was 18, he met a young lady, Brandy. No. As most boys Uh-oh. do. Her name was Bobby Louise Dorman. Bobby Louise. <laughs> she was 16 at the time, and they got married two weeks later. Sure. <laughs> That's what you want to do. <laughs> it was a short engagement, apparently. Oh, apparently. <laughs> Why wait? Well, when you find true love, why, what's the sense of waiting? No. <laughs> Soon after the, the wedding, uh, Franklin's bride noted a change in his personality. He was like night and day, she said. Wait a minute. How would she know she's known him for two weeks? <laughs> How the fuck? I can fake anything for two weeks. Well, apparently. I can fake sanity for two weeks. Apparently, that's what he did. I can did. fake it for three. Um, he began to beat her, which is not cool. E- emulating the father, That's a flaw. E- emulating his father, I guess, because his father used to beat him. And on occasion, she would find him uh, just sitting alone in a corner on the floor weeping. Oh yeah. Which you know, I wouldn't I really have happens. a whole lot of sympathy for him if after he beat me up. No, I got nothing for you. I wouldn't be patting his back. No. But anyway, he was a dick. They didn't stay married long; only four months, and they got divorced. Surprise. In 1968, shortly after his divorce. Franklin joined the American Nazi Party and became an active member. Good, good. He found a place to belong. Yeah. Ugh. In 1969, Brandy, when Franklin was 19 years old, he became obsessed with Charlie Manson's plan for a race war, Helter Skelter. So that was in a whole, you know, we did that whole podcast on yes. Manson, which took like four months to do the research on, which was very, very much, very a lot of work. And I will not do that again. Okay. We're not doing another Manson episode. Uh, okay. Because we already did one, so I think yeah. we're okay. We ha- yeah, it's kind of like not. We have filled our Manson quota it's until he like, dies, and then we'll. It's kind of like not writing uh, Great Expectations because Charles Dickens has already written it. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. 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 Good job. Thank you. Franklin was arrested in Atlanta, hot Atlanta, Brandy. Hot Atlanta. Yep. Down there with uh, where Bridget, uh, Bridget and Chris live. Yes. Brittany and Chris, I'm sorry, for visiting an adult bookstore and tearing out photos of black models. Well, yeah, you can't damage the fucking merchandise. I mean, I think they tell you that when you go in there. Yeah, he apparently had problems with uh, African-Americans. Dude, here's the thing, because I've been in the Hustler store, and here's the thing. Well, this wasn't a Hustler store. Well, this is just no, an adult. I'm just saying, right. an adult, whatever. So they have these things, like, we were in Hustler, mm. and it was, you know, they had, and I don't know, I may I may be Chuck telling the story again, but they had this 
they had this thing that was on a stand and it went kind of up the wall and then it had a like a dildo sticking out of it. Okay. And there was a sign on it that was like, you know, please don't, <laughs> you know, please don't back into this or whatever it is. And I'm thinking, you know what? That's there for a reason. That's there because somebody has lifted their skirt or t- thrown down their pants and backed their ass up. Please don't on touch the merchandise. Yeah. So it's like, you know, this so is like a Sibian like thing where you. No, it was just a, it was just a, just a dildo on a pike or a stick or something stuck out of the wall. Well, you don't want people using that. Well, no, but, you know, <laughs> first of all, if you have that much of a problem, I feel like you should take the display down, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, I mean, that sign's there for a fucking reason. I can't even imagine going in there and being like, uh, you know, you know what I need Let's to do right now? <laughs> try this out. I'm going to try this out. I'm going to back up on it and see how it works out. <laughs> Before I, you know, before I invest all this money in all of these, Yeah, all of these things. Well, that's like they do the battery test before you take things out of there. And, like, <laughs> that's not humiliating. <laughs> but, you know, all of these things, you're not supposed to be ripping shit up and tearing. They don't even let you. Now. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. They're in pl- fucking plastic bags. You can't even look through them before you buy them. I bought porn one time. There was this little store in Portsmouth that sold books. And, um, you know, as, back then, as a teenager, you could buy them. You know, now, right. now you can't, but back then they, they would sell them to you. But I would go in and I would buy like Home and Garden, Sports Illustrated, oh, and, buy yeah, like and, nine magazines and sneak and like, barely legal, yeah, yeah, and then sneak in Swank or something, right? So I'm taking this up to the counter, and you know all these magazines up to the counter. So I'm 
you know, checking out with all these magazines. Well, there was this girl who in high school I had this huge crush on. Sure. Her name was Mindy. She's beautiful, just beautiful girl, and I had this huge crush on her. So I'm taking these magazines up to the front, and I get there and, and set them down. And the person's ringing me up, and I look up, and it's Mindy. She's working there for the summertime. Nice. I was so embarrassed. I, was so, I never did talk to her after Well, no, that. there's not much you can do. Yeah, there's no going back after but you. They, well, you know, there's no return policy on toys. So right. they make sure that they work before they take them out. They well, pop batteries in your shit <laughs> while you're standing there in line. Let's check out the uh, butt plug, make sure yeah. it's working okay. Yeah, and then they'll look at you like, I bought one thing, and they're, you know, and he puts the batteries in it. And I'm like, okay, great, you know, whatever. And then he's like, well, there's an AC adapter for this. Would you like to? No, I don't fucking want an AC adapter. Put it in a brown paper bag. Yeah, you out exactly. The door. Can you just, sh- you know. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And let me right. take, my, take, my, take my money and leave. Yeah, I just, I don't care. Just whatever you need to do. <laughs> the AC adapter. Jesus Christ. Like, I need that shit plugged into a wall. <laughs> anyway, Franklin uh, was got, he got busted for tearing out uh, uh, pictures of uh, African-American women from these magazines. And uh, the, com- uh, the store. They banned him for life? Nah, they banned him, but he dropped the charges. The next few years were marked by ugly racial incidents with uh, Franklin and sporadic arrests for carrying concealed weapons. In 1971, Joseph Paul Franklin was convicted of carrying a concealed weapon in Fairfax, Virginia, uh, and he was placed on probation. He was increasingly drawn to the American Nazi Party. As I said, he became more and more active with them. And... um, also, with a um, his mother died in 1972, and he also got involved with another uh, segregationist movement. Uh, he moved to Atlanta, where he uh, where he joined uh, the neo-fascist uh, National States Right Party. Oh, good. Yeah, so he's making friends. They've got a potluck. Yeah, they probably have a Facebook group page. <laughs> I'm just they probably do. I know, and I do not go there, please. Um, I don't want to give these hell of a potluck. Do not want to give these folks any recognition. Uh, but he also held membership at the same time in the local Ku Klux Klan. Oh well, he's just a group joining motherfucker, isn't he? <laughs> he really is. Uh, in 1972, he began selling racist uh, the racist newspaper, the Thunderbolt. Hmm. So he's just an all around asshole. He would soon quit the Klan beca- because get this, Brandy. Brandy hit me. The KKK was not violent enough for, for Franklin. Well. And I guess he, they were pussies to him, and he wanted <laughs> – I, I know. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, he began to insult interracial couples in public in the mid-'70s. On Labor Day 1976, he trailed one such couple to a dead-end street in Montgomery County, Maryland, where he sprayed them with chemical mace. Oh, geez. This guy's an asshole. Uh, yes, yes, he is. Also in 1976, Franklin sent threatening a threatening letter to newly elected President Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter won't put up with this shit. Uh, Secret Service won't put up with that shit. Around the same time, uh, Franklin changed his name. Remember, I said you know he had yeah. his, uh, he changed his name to Joseph Paul Franklin, um, shedding Brandy the last links with his quote unquote normal life. He kind of he kind of geared, he kind of went left a little bit before then. But anyway, yeah. on July 2nd, 1977, which was two days before July 4th. 
Oh, okay. Which sure. July 4th, 1977 would have been the 101st anniversary, 201st anniversary of the United States. Thank you. Yeah. I remember 1976. They used to have these things they called, you know, because it was bicentennial year. They used to have right. these things they called the bicentennial minute where how, uh, what was a guy, Barney Miller? You know what I'm talking about? You don't know who Barney Miller is. I do you? know who Barney Miller is. I'm trying to think. How it's not somebody. Hal Holbrook. It's Hal Linden. Hal Linden, yes. He would, oh. He, oh. he would give these, you know, little, uh, it, they were like commercials. They were bicentennial. I fucking love Barney Miller. And, and he would give these, he would, you know, give you these little history, American history facts in on commercials. It was kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. I love Barney Miller. But this would have been in the following year. On July 2nd, 1977, Franklin commits his, the first of what would be 16 major bank, bank robberies happened in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, Jesus. Which is really stupid because you never want to b- rob a bank, and you know why. Uh, okay. Just enlighten me. Why? Because it's a federal crime. So sure. when you rob a bank, you get the FBI involved. Okay. Well, I didn't know if there was another no, – no, there was like a special reason no, I was missing. No. If you so he is an all-around asshole. It's not like he specialized in something. No, no. He's an all-around asshole. He's a racist. He's a bank robber. He's a murderer. Um, and he, you know, he's, he gets hit in the head a lot. Much like yourself – and Chuck, actually. Well, we get hit in the head a lot, but we're not racists or bank robbers. Not yet. Or murderers. No. 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 Chuck, you know. He border borderlines on bank robbery. Well, right. <laughs> he, he gets a little antsy when we walk by Fifth Third. He does. He yeah, does. He even twitch a little. It's a, yeah. It's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, federal prosecutors, Brandy. Yes have alleged that um, Franklin spent the years 1977 to 1980 wandering across the South and Midwest, employing 18 different pseudonyms. Hmm. I need I need a couple of pseudonyms. You don't get it's hard to get a good pseudonym. Dick Tingler. Yeah, you know what? Try to get a pseudonym, and I bet you uh, try to get an email address. It's hard as fuck anymore to get a, a decent email address. Well, you have to put numbers in because, you know, no matter what, somebody's got it. I know. But, you know, my Yahoo address is Tim T. Scott at Yahoo.com. No way you'd get. That's amazing. Yeah. I have a, I've had the same email address since 1999. You know it's not spuck- actually amazing, but. You know how much spam I get? Oh, yeah. I cleaned it all out once because, you know, I've got like 10,000. At some point, it caps off. Right. And you can't get any more unless you pay, which I wasn't going to do. And so I started deleting them. It took me like five days to delete all old emails. But finally, when you do, it says, you know, it congratulates you. It gives you a little star. Oh, I know. Well, it's yeah. fireworks and shit. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of rewarding. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's going across. That's the, the kind of validation <laughs> that you need. <laughs> you know, I, I look for any validation I can get. Jesus. Uh, anyway, he used 19, 18 different pseudonyms. He would change cars and weapons frequently. He dyed his hair so often, Brandy, that uh, his ha- hair started falling out. That's it's a lesson for our listeners. Is that what happened to you? No, mine just fell out. It wasn't because of dying. Uh, along the way, uh, he killed 13 people, at least, in a frenzy. Uh, one man uh, war against minorities, Brandy. Uh, which is not very cool. According to the it FBI, Franklin launched his campaign. Started, it launched his campaign in the summer of 1977, which is 10 years, which was, tw- how long was that? 40 years ago, this summer. I, I was three. Yes. It was 20, uh, 10 years after the summer of love. Oh, wow. 
but that was a whole other topic. Right. On July 25th, Brandy, 1977, Franklin bombed the home of Jewish leader Morris Amitay. He bombed it? Like Molotov cocktail bombed it? Yes, yes, bombed it. It was uh, his house, and it was attached like a synagogue. Oh. Uh, The bomb uh, killed, well, this is not cool. It didn't kill anyone, but it killed the family dog. So that sucks. So it did kill someone. Killed the dog. He killed the dog, but all the people lived. A few days later, he bombed a Chattanooga synagogue. Sorry to say that real fast. Can you believe I said those two words back to back? I'm sitting here impressed. I'm glad I was sitting for it, actually. He bombed a Chattanooga synagogue. No one was hurt, but the blast did do several thousand dollars worth of damage. Nine days later, Brandy... Franklin robbed a bank in Madison, Wisconsin. So this motherfucker gets around. He is everywhere. He is everywhere. You'll see this as we go through the story. Um, Franklin came to Madison. Well, ask me why he went to Madison, Brandy. Timmy, mm-hmm. why did he go to Madison? Well, let me tell you. He went to Madison to kill a, a judge there by the name of Archer Simonson of Dane County. Uh, by the way, Madison, I think it's near where Bridget Clavy lives, who we met over the weekend. We very did. I have, no idea. I have no idea what's by where she lives. Yeah. Barry, my friend Barry just because Cross Jr. is up here in Madison. Look, or up in Wisconsin. But just anyway. because it's from Wisconsin doesn't mean it's near anything. I know. But anyway, he went up there to kill this judge because the judge had ru- uh, uh, made his ruling in a sexual assault case. He felt the judge had been too lenient in the sentencing of two black men for assaulting a white woman. So he tra- uh, traced this judge to his home, uh, only to find that the judge was out of town at the time. Well, and you know what? That was some fucking work because there was no internet. Right. You were going by like, you know, library well, and a map. Well, the fucker didn't work, and he was just a drifter, so he had time. He had some time on his hand between robberies and bombings. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's that still takes a lot of fucking work yeah, to find it, that it out. Ta- well, it takes a lot of hate. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could look in the phone book still, but, you know, there's no GPS. you got to get a map for that shit. Right. And you would think, well, remember when, I never could understand, remember in phone books where where there's a phone book and you had to pay not to be listed? Yes. That's stupid. That's like going to a store and say, okay, I'm not having a Snickers bar. That's $1.25. Well, or, you know, the whole thing where they post people's mug shots and you have to pay to take them down. That's, that is, that that is, uh, that's bad. I don't like that at all because that's that's really because they're they're they are you get arrested what we're talking about if you get arrested there it's public information so these websites like uh, I'm not going to give them credit because I'm not going to give them a shout out but anyway you can figure it out they put your mug shots on the internet and if to get them off you have to pay them to take that down and it's not just one site I mean it could be a hundred of them right so I feel bad for people because don't get arrested kids that's my advice to you nice. Look at you, Uncle Tammy. Thank you. I've never been arrested and don't plan to be. But anyway, we can't say that from our friend Chuck. We cannot. All right, Franklin. So he goes to kill this judge, and the judge is not home. Good thing. Uh, uh, But it was not a good thing uh, for another couple because later in the day, Franklin would kill Alfonso Manning and Tony Schwinn, both 23 years old. They were an interracial couple. Uh, who were backing out in front of him in a restaurant parking lot. They were holding hands, and they got in a the car. They backed out in front of him, and he just shot them, killed them both. Jesus. Yeah, he's a dick. In August of 1977, Franklin robbed a bank in Little Rock, Arkansas. See, he's all over the place. He got away with $2,700, Brandy. 
again, don't rob banks, kids. It gets the feds involved. On October 2nd, 1977, he robbed another bank, Brandy, in Columbus, Ohio. Oh. Uh, where our friend Aaron is from. Yes. Aaron with an A. And uh, gets away. He got away with an undetermined amount of cash. They don't know how much money they had, apparently. They really they, should. I feel like they should keep track of that better. They might just not want to uh, say how much they got away with. But it's, it, in, in the research, it says undetermined. Oh. On August 8th, 1977, Gerald uh, Jordan, Gordon, I'm sorry, Gerald Gordon, like uh, Commissioner Gordon. But different. Mm -hmm. But real. He was 42 years old, Brandy. He was kill killed by sniper fire as he left a bar mitzvah in mm. St. Louis, suburb of Richmond Heights. Another man, William Ash, 30, was also shot, but he survived the ordeal. So he's all over the place. On February 2nd, which is Groundhog's Day, just yes. want to give him recognition of that, 1978, February 2nd, 1978. Where is it in Pennsylvania that they do that? I don't know. Oh, Puxatani. Yes. Um, uh, I taught, had a conversation with uh, Monica Diagostino yeah. over the yeah. weekend, and she was telling me she visited there. But anyway, back to the story. On February 2nd, 1978, uh, Franklin killed Johnny Brookshire, 22. He was an African-American, and he wounded his white girlfriend, Joy Williams, 23, who was from Atlanta. Uh, Joy Williams, uh, Johnny Brookshire died, and uh, Joy Williams was paralyzed for the rest of her life. Oh. On March 6, 1978, so a month later, Franklin wound, wounded and paralyzed Hustler Magazine publisher Larry Flint in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Larry Flint was shot. I don't know if you probably don't remember us, but he went, uh, Larry Flint went through this phase where uh, he got religion all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And uh, he became good friends with Jimmy Carter's sister, who was uh, evangelical. Mm -hmm. And um, so he got saved and went through got the whole religion thing. Well, he did that, and his daughter took over the business. But eventually he had a change of heart or whatever, and he gave up, you know, the church. And um, that was one of the reasons why Franklin says that he killed him. And also— Or that he shot him. They shot him. Yeah, he didn't kill him. Also, he shot him, but also because— um, you know, they would he his magazine would feature interracial couples having sex in in Hustler. So, huh. on March 6, 1978, during a um, legal battle related to an obscenity charge in Gwinnett County, Georgia, Flint and his uh, local attorney Gene Reeves Jr. were returning to the courthouse when they were shot on the sidewalk. Uh, by Franklin, who was standing near an alley across the street. The shooting left Flynn partially paralyzed with permanent spinal cord damage and in need of a wheelchair. And as we said, he, uh, Larry Flint, is still alive. He's uh, uh, still uh, owns Hustler Magazine, Hustler uh, Bookstores, Hustler Clubs, and, uh, of course, is a free speech advocate. And uh, Larry Flint would later... Uh, come out against the death penalty in the uh, Franklin case because uh, he says he doesn't believe in the death penalty. So, But anyway, Brandy, what happens next? So Larry Flint's injuries caused him constant excruciating pain, and he was addicted to painkillers until multiple surgeries deadened the affected 
the affected nerves. Yeah, it really fucked up his life. He also suffered a stroke caused by one of several overdoses of his analgesic medications. He recovered, but is still bound to a wheelchair. Has had other pronunciation difficulties ever yeah, since then. Yeah, messed up his speech. Much like yourself. Yeah, but I don't have the same speech. So you don't. Yeah, there's no excuse. Yeah. Uh, Harold McIver, the black manager of a fast food restaurant in Doraville, Georgia, was working the night shift when a sniper took his life on July 22nd, 1979. This guy, he's killing people willy-nilly, Brandy. I don't like willy or nilly killings. I don't either. He's a uh, willy or nilly killer. He is. All right, a little bit out of order here. Okay. On July 21st, 1978, Franklin robbed a bank in Mobile, Alabama and escaped with $4,700 in cash. On July 29th, 1978, Franklin fatally shot African-American William Bryant Tatum and wounded his white girlfriend, Nancy Hilton, 18, at a Pizza Hut in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I used to work at Pizza Hut, and I do not approve of that. I know. Uh, three months later, in Oklahoma City, another interracial couple came under attack uh, from the gunman. I don't even know what word you tried to spell there. Inner, inner. I don't know. I don't Roll know. with it. Yeah. Jesse Taylor was hit three times with a high-powered rifle before he died. A single round through the chest killed Marion Brissett as she ran to the aid of her common-law husband. Franklin struck twice in Indianapolis during January of 1980, killing black men with long-distance rifle fire in two separate attacks. On May 3, 1979, Franklin killed a young white woman, Rebe Rebecca Bergstrom, dumping her body near Toma in central Wisconsin. On June, what? He's Why is he dumping her body anywhere? He's was all he over the place. This oh, it the doesn't thing. say how he killed her either. Uh, he, I think he killed everyone through um, gunshots. Well, then why is he dumping her body? Well, whatever. He, he, picked her, he picked up. He killed several women. I think she's one of them. Through he picked up hitchhiking. Ah. And then he would, he would ask them about their dating habits, whatever. And he, if he find out that they dated black so, guys, then yeah, he killed them. He killed them. On June eighth, nineteen seventy nine, Franklin surfaced in Cincinnati killing cousins Daryl Lane and Dante Brown from a sniper's perch on a nearby railroad trestle. A week later, in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, Jesus Christ, how does he get gas I'm, I'm, money to I'm, get all these places? Well, he's robbing he's banks. banks. Yeah. Yeah. Franklin well, what I don't understand is how he was able to get a, uh, get by with robbing as many banks as he did sure. when you got the FBI. Now, granted, things were not as technically advanced in the 70s and 80s as they are now, but you the FBI on you. You're asking. You're asking for a world of trouble, and he somehow managed to elude him for a long time. So, well, okay. So in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, uh, Franklin gunned down a black couple, Arthur Smothers and Kathleen McCula, as they crossed a downtown bridge. Then, uh, on August twentieth, he's across the country and kills joggers Ted Fields and David Martin. And in you would Salt Lake City, Utah. See, the thing is, with this guy, is that he was these killings were taking parts. Again, this is before you know I computers know. So and all databases and all that. And uh, you know, the, the, everyone's chalking up to random shootings or whatever. But he, you know, he's just all over the place. On July twelfth, nineteen seventy nine, Franklin fatally shoots Harold McIver. 29, an African-American man and Taco Bell manager in Doraville, Georgia. I bet he wouldn't shoot MacGyver. Well, clearly not. MacGyver could always make shit. 
MacGyver blow him up with a fucking toothpick and a Tic Tac. Yes. On December 5th, 1979, Franklin fatally shoots Mercedes Lynn Masters, 15, a white prostitute from Oklahoma City, after she tells him that she had African-American customers. See, he would get, he would, you know, he would quiz them about their racial background, their ethnic background, and then, you know, about their ethnic beliefs. And then so he's they, looking for people. Yeah, he's just an asshole. On January 12, 1980, Franklin fatally shoots African-American Lawrence E. Reese, 22, at a KFC in Indianapolis, Indiana. Two days later, on January 14th, Franklin fatally shoots African-American Leo Thomas Watkins, 19, also in Indianapolis. Watkins is shot through a plate glass, the plate glass window of a convenience store uh, in an Indianapolis shopping mall. On May the 2nd, 1980, Franklin fatally shoots Rebecca Bergstrom, 20, a white woman who he picked up hitchhiking in Mill Bluff State Park, Wisconsin. After a short conversation, Franklin learned that Rebecca had dated a black guy. Franklin pulled the car over on an isolated highway, excused himself, took a 44 Magnum handgun out of his trunk, and proceeded to shoot Rebecca in the face at close range. She, of course, died at the scene. Until this point, the police in different locations were investigating all of these crimes as separate events. In May of 1980, the FBI got involved in when famed... Oh, okay, sorry. The FBI got involved when famed civil rights leader Vernon E. Jordan was shot. Jordan was an American an African-American business executive and civil rights activist in the United States. A leading figure in the civil rights movement, he was later chosen by President Bill Clinton as a close advisor. Jordan had become known as an influential figure in American politics. He was the executive director of the United Negro College Fund and also served as president of the National Urban League from 71 to 81. On May 29, 1980, Jordan was shot and seriously wounded outside the Marriott Inn in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He was accompanied by a woman named Martha Coleman at the time. Martha Coleman, 36, had met Vernon Jordan uh, in his motel cocktail lounge just after midnight on May 29th. Earlier that evening, he had spoken to the organization's Fort Wayne, Indiana chapter uh, of the, I'm sorry, the National Urban League. and she, Coleman, served on that board. Uh, they had drinks for a half hour, then drove across town to her home and stayed in for some 45 minutes. Then she drove Jordan back to his motel, where at 2.05 a.m. he was shot once in the back as he left her red and white Pontiac Grand Prix. Miraculously, the wound was not fatal, and Jordan, Vernet, Burden Jordan, continues his works f- for civil rights to this day. As Jordan recovered in a Fort Wayne hospital and Martha Coleman went into seclusion, local police and the FBI searched for the weapon, the motive, and the gunman. Coleman rushed to the front desk of the Marriott Inn, told the desk clerk, Lee Pence, that a man had been wounded without mentioning Jordan's name and told Pence to summon help. Police thought initially it might have been a domestic incident related to Coleman's life, but authorities quickly ruled Coleman out as a suspect and ruled it a hate crime, triggering the involvement of the FBI. Yeah, what happened is, and the reason why we mentioned her in is, is that they thought they were at some hook up there, and it was a right. jealous husband, when really there was nothing to that, that she was just dropping him off after this conference. And but they, uh, I don't know, they were at her house for forty-five minutes. Well, they went, but they, but the thing is, they thought it was a some kind of rendezvous right. when it wasn't. 
And so initially they thought that was the, uh, the police thought that had something to do with the shooting uh, when instead it was, you know, Joseph Paul Franklin. Uh, then President Jimmy Carter visited Jordan while he was recovering, an event that became the first story covered by the new network CNN. No, a little history for you, Brandon. There you go. I recognize CNN. CNN, CNN is his history. Not the gong show, but CNN is his Right. All right. The FBI started investigating the shooting as a federal hate crime. They also started to connect the dots between all the seemingly unrelated robberies and shootings. Their main suspect was Joseph Paul Franklin. A national search began for their suspect. Uh... And the manhunt seemed to cause him to, in, to intensify his efforts. On June 8, 1980, Franklin shot and killed cousins Daryl Lane, 14, and Dante Evans Brown, 13, in Cincinnati. Both teenagers were African-American and playing basketball when shot and killed by Franklin Jesus. On June 16, 1980... This, guy's was a, this guy was a dick. Uh, on June 16, 1980, Franklin kills... African Americans Arthur Smothers and Kath 22 and Kathleen McCullough, uh 16 in Jonestown, Pennsylvania. Then on the 25th, Franklin successfully robbed a bank in Burlington, North Carolina, escaping with an undisclosed amount of cash. Driving north the next day, Franklin kills hitchhikers Nancy Santomero, 19, and Vicki Dur Durian, 26, in Pocahontas, West Virginia. Both girls were white. Uh, he would later claim that he killed them for dating black men. On August 20th, 1980, Franklin kills two African Americans, Ted Fields, 20, and David Martin, 18, in Salt Lake City, Utah. By this time, <coughs> the police were closing in. On September 25th of that year, Joseph Paul Franklin was arrested in Florence, Kentucky. He's uh, nearby. There you go. He's uh, the home of, I think that's a racial slur. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Sorry if that's wrong, Rachel. He soon got away and was recaptured a month later after escaping to Lakeland, Florida. He, he was extradited to Salt Lake City, Utah, and arraigned for the murders of Ted Fields and David Martin. Franklin faced a marathon series of state and federal trials with mixed results. In 82, he was acquitted of, of federal civil rights charges in the May 1980 shooting of that left civil rights leader Vernon Jordan critically injured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, later on, he would confess to this crime. He wasn't convicted, but he confessed to it. All right. Nice. Utah juries found him guilty of murder and civil, civil rights violations. Franklin was serving life on those counts in 83 when he confessed to the 78 sniping that crippled Hustler magazine publisher Larry Flint in Gwinnett County, Georgia. Uh, Franklin was indicted for that crime but never tried since he was already facing stiffer penalties in other states. More convictions followed for the Chattanooga bombing, for the double murder in Wisconsin, described by prosecutors as the closest thing to killing for sport, for the murder of Gerald Gordon, leaving killed, leaving a Clayton, Missouri synagogue in 1977. His first, that was his first death sentence. For the June 1980 double murder in Cincinnati, for the 78 murder of William Tatum, shot while talking to a white woman outside a Chattanooga restaurant. Other crimes confessed by Franklin without further conviction made the 1980 murder of teenager Nancy Santomero at a peace retreat in West Virginia, the 1980 murders of an interracial couple in Pittsburgh, the 1980 murders of an interracial couple in Johnstown, Ohio, the separate 79 murders of a white woman and a black man in Decatur, Georgia, 
Overall, investigators believe that Franklin was responsible for at least 18 murders and five non-fatal shootings in 11 states, plus two bombings and 17 bank robberies. He's diversified. Yeah, he was a dick. Caught that. On February 3rd, 1982, while serving time in the United States Penitentiary in Marion, Illinois, Franklin was stabbed 15 times in the neck and abdomen by a group of African Americans. Oh, Colonel Justice. Yes. Wait a minute. While waiting trial for the attempted murder of Vernon E. Jordan, Franklin survived this attack. Damn. Uh, he would eventually serve 15 years on death row in the state of Missouri for the 77 murder of Gerald Gordon. Joseph Paul Franklin was finally executed by lethal injection on November 20th, 2013. And somehow I'm not sad about that. I'm good. I'm good with it. Yeah, he was a real piece of work. Uh, yeah. What's your uh, final thoughts, Brandy, on serial killer and racist hate crime committing Joseph Paul Franklin? I am glad that he is dead and gone. Yeah. He should have went sooner. Yes, he should have. The world doesn't need that. No. We got uh, enough problems. We got enough problems. Um, you have any final comments and or thoughts or commentary? What is your commentary of the day? I don't have any commentary of the day. I just, again, I would encourage you to go to the GoFundMe page um, and look for honoring Annie, A-N-N-I-E, Walters. Um, I think there are several, but there's a picture on there of um, her and her girls, and uh, there's a guy on there. I'm not sure who the guy is, but um, there's a picture on there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, give give a little or, or a lot or help, whatever you can spare because I know, like I said, the uh, this was very sudden. They hadn't prepared for it, and uh, they didn't really leave anything. So, um, you know, give what you can. and um, We would really appreciate it, and I know Chuck and uh, Dominique would also as well. And uh, we've got a great response so far from uh, the members of the History Dweeps family. So thank you all very much for your generosity. And we and we apologize for you know this podcast because it would have been better with Chuck, but we wanted to get something out, and we're not sure when he'll be back because he's kind of yeah taking care of helping Family. them take care of things. Absolutely. So, so we're we, you know we do the best we can. We may um, we may be without him next week. We don't know, but we'll certainly try to get a podcast out. Sure. Uh, thank you all for your generous donations on Patreon. Thank you all for your support. I love you, Mom. And Lady Beverly, we love you. Um, and th- join us again. You can find us on Facebook at History Dweeves, the podcast group. Um, you can find us on Twitter at History Dweeves 1. Or you can follow Brandy at Brandy Vinay. That's Brandy V-E-N-N-A. Uh, or you can follow the Colonel at, at Hawk Walters on uh, Twitter. You can find us on all, uh, almost all the um podcast apps yep and um we'll talk to you all real soon thank you for joining us and we'll see you soon thank you thanks bye-bye hold up 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.